You're listening to the Anime Brothers Podcast, an anime and geek topic-focused podcast that hopes to give you the XP needed to level up your day. My name is Maddie, and I'm player one of this two-player podcast, and joined with me as always, with his unplugged Mad Cats controller in hand, is Earthworm. I'm playing a game. (laughs) I'm the Patriot. (laughs) (laughs) That's real, man. That is fucking real. Oh, my brother had a PlayStation, and yeah, ain't no way he was letting me play NCAA with him. But he let me hold the controller. I was happy. Yeah, you know what? Same thing here. Same thing here. My brother also had a PlayStation. I wasn't allowed to play it, but hey, goddammit, I was pushing the buttons on that Mad Cats controller. Absolutely. The Mad Cats controller, man. Uh, We need more Mad Cats controllers uh, in our lives, I think. we really do. There's just no Mad Cats equivalent to this day. Like, if you have somebody hands you the Mad Cats when you're playing video games together, disrespect. That person has dishonored you. <laughs> That's all I got left, man. I'm sorry. You know, you're lucky to be invited to my birthday. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, motherfucker hands you the Wii remote that's got like a G button on it, and you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> the A's in Korean. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, today we are talking about video games uh, and anime. Little, little double dose. We are talking about anime that we would like a good video game adaptation of. Uh, we will lay out kind of our idea, our elevator pitch, what have yous of the game. And, uh, you know, at the end, what we want you guys to do is join the Discord uh, and, and let us know what you thought, because we need, we're not just shouting this out into the void, or we're, we're pointing this out for you to criticize. And hopefully finance, you know, we, we'll start, we'll, I will start a Kickstarter if I have to. I don't know how to code, but we'll make it work. I mean, well, after years of saying, yeah, my uncle works at Nintendo, I mean, he still hasn't made any one of my games, but, you know, also don't have any uncles, but whatever. Read into that what you will. But yeah, that's what we're going to be doing, and if you want to go the extra mile for this, you could also, in the future, you know, maybe be a patron, but we'll get to that later. (laughs) It's a Um, surprise tool that'll help us later. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, uh, you know, we like to talk about what we've been doing this week, you know, what we've been doing, what we've been exploring, have we been doing anything new, and so I'm going to pass the sharing ball over to you, Earthworm, and ask, what have you been doing lately? Uh, My parents have been yelling a lot. I think no, they're I, getting a divorce. <laughs> uh, to have divorced parents, you need to have alive parents. That's the fun part. Uh, Good moving fucking on. lord. I'm out. <laughs> Done here. This has been the Anime Brothers podcast. <laughs> You're allowed to laugh. I gave you all permission. It's okay. <laughs> no, I've been doing nothing really new of late, just kind of chipping away at old um at at old things that i've brought up but i have been continuing my road of pain i have been continuing to try pokemon nuzlocks for anybody who's interested my fire red nuzlocke ended in a fiery blaze i made (laughs) i made some fucking really poor mistakes after losing one pokemon the entire run i made some poor ass mistakes in the elite four immediately lost my aerodactyl it just immediately first fucking first gym leader (laughs) gone i was like all right that's not great i'm not hyped about that so then we move on by the time we get to the champion 
we have three Pokemon left. And I'm looking at these guys. We have Jolteon, Alakazam, and somebody else. Arcanine. That's right. <laughs> and I'm like, this is... All right. <laughs> we're going to do this. I brought that motherfucker down to one Pokemon with these guys. I tell you what. If y'all are trying to Nuzlocke, Jolteon cannot be understated. He kind of quick, though. And he hits like a goddamn truck with lightning moves. <laughs> Unbelievable, dude. So, yeah, that sucked. To make myself feel better, I, I definitely went back and beat the Elite Four, making less mistakes, but it, it doesn't count. So, as I do, I have to move on to... Um, I, I can't, like, just go back to the same game after I fail, especially after I go that far. So, I... I have to change games and i am now doing a pokemon platinum nuzlocke for pretty much the first time i've played through like the first two or three gyms of pokemon of pokemon platinum before i meant to say diamond that's what fucked all right i'm doing a diamond nuzlocke and i'm regretting it i think i should have just chose platinum but anyway it, that's going good i think man i think i don't know that i necessarily like pokemon diamond uh or at least the gen 4 because it's just like go do this go do this. There's 12 routes and four towns before you get to the next gym. And I'm like, I just want to fucking, but I also have no experience with them. So yeah. all of like the, all of the RPG ness that is in the Pokemon RPGs. Um, it's, it's just, it's just an inconvenience to me. It's not something that I've logged in the back of my mind is like, oh yeah, I got to bring this guy the parcel. Everybody needs a parcel. <laughs> Well, I mean, I have no experience with it either. So, like, you're telling me this, and I'm like, yeah, fuck that, fuck that Pokemon Diamond, Pokemon, Pokemon Pearl. What, what even is that? And I'm like, I don't know anything about this. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you do a Nuzlocke with me, I, even if it's not a Solock. I'm just gonna make you do a side by side one, so I have a buddy. I need a Nuzlocke buddy. I am absolutely down for that. But what's gonna happen is I'm going to lose one of my Pokemon, and you're gonna be like, "Well, uh, how's your how's your run going?" I'll be like, "It's funny, I didn't lose a single one." And then you're gonna immediately go, "Yeah, this dude's lying to me." Oh no no no! That's why we only play together and we stream through Discord. <laughs> it's we're more <laughs> we police each other, brother. I'm gonna get my starter killed immediately. It'd be like uh, Earthworm. Hey, what's that? Leaves the call. <laughs> I can't you. And then that's when I'm going to back out and then go reload and be like, oh, I don't know what happened. Oh, by the way, I beat this. Uh, I beat Brock, but, you know, you know, it was pretty easy. <laughs> Loses to Misty in a day or two. I get all of the podcast stuff back in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Just a right. note that says, I'm sorry. <laughs> I failed you. <laughs> I give you Alabama's number one export, which is just like a tooth, the head of a toothless man. <laughs> wrapped in a, wrapped in a, a bunch of plastic bags we don't have paper bags i guess that kind of segues me into what i've been doing um a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. Hit if me. you don't what have you anything got? to say about your nuzlocks no it's just it's a road of pain and if i was smarter or better at pokemon it would be less painful but i'm not i'm bad at this game so here we go <laughs> uh no so i uh, uh what's been happening with me um well, if you are a very discerning listener, you may discern that um, I don't sound as awful as normally, and that's because Mr. Earthworm mailed me a mic. Yes. Uh, along with two whoopie pies, a moose, and a lobster shot glass. Or a, yeah, a lobster shot glass. 
says hanging out in Maine. It was the funniest thing ever. I was like, it was I like took pictures of it and I was flexing on it to like everybody. Like, look at what this Maine boy got me. <laughs> Here's the fucked up thing though. Like, you expect I went to like some mom and pop store, or, like some tourist store. That I got the I got all that shit in a Walmart. What? Yeah. Just at a Walmart, not even like a, a tourist town Walmart, just a normal ass. It's it's the last Walmart we have that, that I know about that's not a super Walmart. It doesn't have a produce section, but they have a fucking shot glass with a fucking lobster on it. That is so wild. I literally looked at all these things and I was like, wow, he went the distance. And you're like, I got it from a Walmart. I'm like, you can't get Alabama tourist things from any store. They're just like, here's a Crimson Tide shirt. Suck, suck it up. Roll Tide. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. But yeah. War Eagle? I don't yeah, know. Whatever you want, you know? <laughs> yeah, but no. Um, so I'm really thankful for that. And uh, I basically had to cut a hole in my desk to make this mic work. Holy shit. <laughs> because my mic was just a little... My, my desk was just a little bit too big. So I, we actually had to get the power tools off and saw a chunk out of my desk. So it is like... We're going the distance here at the Anime Brothers Podcast. We are doing home improvement for, mic, for microphone inputs. Yeah, um, dude. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy to send you audio stuff for sure. I have... at. Before I sent you that, I had three microphones, and I'm like, I don't fucking need this. You know, li- <laughs> listeners, maybe maybe join the Discord, uh, join the Discord, join the Patreon. Maybe I'll raffle off a microphone. I don't know. I'll raffle off this Oremo wall scroll that I never hung- that I never put on my walls because I was a little bit scared that I would get like in trouble. Does it have Coroneco on it? It does. Then you're not raffling that off. You're sending that to me. That's your payment for the <laughs> microphone stuff. <laughs> Fuck you, fuck you, listeners. Fuck you all. You'll fuck never you. take my girl. You're gonna you're gonna put that up and Kelly's gonna be like, is that is that ten year old in a bikini? And you're gonna be like, Why, yes, yes, she is. <laughs> She's fourteen. All right, get it right. Figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, no, I got this this mic in the mail. Really excited about it. I was really like hyped to use it. And um the funniest thing was that Urim was like, Yeah, you're a music boy, you know how to hook this thing up, and I was like, I was the fucking drummer. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, I like it was like a whole ass process to get this thing set up. And when I finally finished, I was like, I was like, yes, I, I am the music man. And then I was like, why is it only recording on one side of the one side on Audacity? And it's like, I don't know how this works, but we got it running. And uh, I think it sounds a lot better. Yeah, I'm excited as, as the editor. Like my favorite thing is consistency. And like, I, I've, we didn't sound bad. Definitely not. Not when it goes through Samurai Wax, it don't sound bad. All right. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what you say. But uh, it's it's nice. I just love the consistency of everybody being on the same mic. You know, it just it sounds like we're in the same room, even though we are thousands of miles away. We are in the same room in our hearts, and we are this. We are in the same room, our heart rooms. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's a fun little place where me and, and te- Matt hang out alone. You're not allowed. No girls allowed. <laughs> not allowed. No girls allowed. <laughs> same room too in Discord, but you know whatever. But that's really the big thing, I guess. Uh, I also oh, I finished Vinland Saga season two. Hell yeah. Yeah. I was having a war with myself the entire time I was watching it. I was basically going, oh no, this is so good. Oh no, this is immaculate. Oh no, oh no, I'm enjoying this way too much. Um, so uh, by the time I finished it and I, all the, the heart-wrenching scenes happened, the most badass fight scene, uh, one of the most badass fight scenes ever in an anime I've ever seen was just a man getting the shit, his shit rocked. I... I, I finished it. I finished. The emotional weight was pressed on me. I looked at myself and I said, I can't give this a 10 because if I give it a 10, then JD wins. 
<laughs> oh man, I know he's listening to this too. He is, and he's. I bet he's like he's 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 smug looking at the he's he's looking he's got a smug look on his face because I said I can't give it a ten, but a nine feels so low for what this show deserves. This season deserves everything. I was so enraptured in the drama, the character building moments. It was one of the slowest anime compared to the first season, but I finished it and I was so connected with Thorfinn and so just, and just, I felt like I grew with him. I felt like I became, I felt like by the end of that, I had no enemies. I really did. (laughs) You don't, Matt. None of us have any enemies. (laughs) Thank you, Dad. (laughs) But yeah, that's what I, I felt like that. I felt, um, it was just, it was immaculate. I finished it and said, yeah, the animation was really um, not there in a good portion, but it used it when it had to, which I guess is uh, something to acclaim that MAPPA really did say, we're going to just use animation when we have to. Maybe there's a purpose in the subtlety of it. I don't know. I'm not the person who directed or designed this, but I finished it and I said, I don't want to give this a 10 because of JD, because if I give it a 10, then JD wins. Then JD wins. (laughs) And I unfortunately, this one time, JD will win because I finished it and I said, that was a masterpiece. That made me appreciate the first season so much more by comparison because how much of a change it was to see Thorfinn go from a little murder goblin to a man (laughs) who was just broken and recovered and repaired and has become just a man who's just abjectly hurting for peace. The wheat was a metaphor, man. The God meat was damn, a metaphor. son of a bitch. But now I finished it and I was like, God, it was like, motherfucker, that was a 10 out of 10 anime. Ah, ah. I, was, I, was, I was in pain. I was in pain because I knew I was going to have to give it a 10 and I knew that JD was going to be like, you liked Vinland Saga, didn't you, Matt? <laughs> He's like, Where did, where's it going to be on your top 30, Matt? And I'm like, it's, it's, it's going to be on my top 30, sir. I'm sorry. And he's just, I just, I, I can hear the smuggery. I can hear, I can already hear the notification on Discord of him sliding in my DMs, just going, you liked Vinland Saga, didn't you? <laughs> Cock shotgun. So, uh, you going to re-record that top 30 or <laughs> do I need to get a bigger gun? <laughs> That's exactly what it's going to be like. You know, he's going to be like that. He's going to say like, well, uh, maybe we'll do, you know, just on your own time, buddy. Glad you enjoyed it, dude. I, I agree with you. Like, I, I wasn't as enraptured as a lot of people were with Vinland Saga season one. Beautiful, wonderful, awesome, kick-ass anime. Season two, just it looked at me. It pried my eyes open, Clockwork Orange style, and said, "Do you see my greatness now?" And I was like, "Yes, yes, I do." It really was, though. It was like all that violence. You thought it was just because this was for the sake of violence, but no, I had a plan. That was the prologue. And guess what? You're reading a book now, bitch. 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 And I, I said, God, I just, I just was just shrunken on the ground, crying, going, God, it all hurts. <laughs> but yeah, 10 out of 10. Like, you know, good 10 out of 10. Good yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. And I've also been reading Pokemon Adventures because one of my coworkers said I needed to read Pokemon Adventures. And I was like, well, I'll read Pokemon Adventures. Is it good? You know what? It's not bad. I've been wanting to read it for a while. Ever since I found out a, a, an Arbok gets chopped in half, I was like, this is the Pokemon for me. Um, and I still haven't tried Pow World, but that's because it's not Pokemon. Yeah, no, it's not Pokemon. This Pokemon don't have guns. That's Digimon. Yeah, Digi- Digi- Digimon's been around for fucking decades to try to yeah. take that mantle. Fuck you. They have nuclear yeah. weapons. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I've just been reading it passively because I was like, hey, Earthworm's going to a Pokemon kick. I'll read some Pokemon Adventures so I have some, like, jumping off ground for a discussion or something. And I was like, yeah, this is this is vastly different from the anime and the games. I mean, like, uh, Red starts off with a poly, uh, a poly whirl. I said, who starts off with a poly whirl? <laughs> who whips out the poly whirl at the, at the function? Nobody. Nobody whips out the poly whirl. It's poly wrath or poly nothing. <laughs> he's working on it he's getting there or dare say if you're one of those people with the polytoad polytoad man that's a pokemon that i still don't know how to feel about i don't know how to feel about polytoad either polyrath is just such a good ass pokemon i love polyrath it's so angry <laughs> polyrath's carried me through a fucking silver nuzlocke before so like i got respect for polyrath uh, but Politoed, you know what? Haven't have not fucked with it yet. It's hard to get that King's Rock action going on. How are you? How are you getting a poly? Are you trading with somebody? What are you doing? Uh, I have an uncle that works at Nintendo, and I, I can introduce like you to him if you I, want. I, 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 okay, sure. Because I've always really wanted to have a, a my champ on my runs. Yeah, no, that's see, that's the beautiful thing about playing on your very legitimate Nintendo DS, um, and Nintendo <laughs> Game Boy Advanced SP. You and when your uncle works at Nintendo, he he has just a bunch of them laying around and a bunch of trade cables, so you can just you know trade back and forth, legitimately. Nintendo, don't sue me. I've put the Pokemon theme as our in this fucking podcast like eight times. Nintendo don't even know we exist. Yeah, Nintendo doesn't know. We doesn't know with us. We could do whatever we wanted. You know, we could just whole ass just like, you know what? We could just put the fucking download download for a Pokemon ROM in the description. What are they gonna do? They're never gonna find that. They don't know. I own Pokemon, and I'm claiming that as a fact here. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going the to do? Sue me? Before the episode releases, get a letter in the mail. Hey, we heard what you said. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, the black, uh, it's like the the Dark Brotherhood from uh, Skyrim. You just get a note with a Pikachu of Pikachu's outline says, "We know." Oh no! Fuck! Just, fuck! <laughs> but yeah, Pokemon Adventures. It's nice. It's a nice little soft read. Um, cool. I'm not really wholly invested in it right now because it's, you know, whenever I get to, if I ever get to, like when it becomes gold and silver, then maybe I'll be more invested in it. But I don't know. It's a soft read, soft read, not too hard in it. It's not like something. I just put it on my list because you were talking about Pokemon. And I wanted to be a part of the thing. I wanted to be included. Uh, let me know if, if it gets good, though. Like if it actually like gets it ho- its hooks in you, um, definitely shout out your boy because it's something I've been interested in for a while. So to have a good recommendation from a good friend, that that'll push me. Yeah, well, I'll I'll let you know if it ever gets to the point. It is definitely more. It's definitely darker than what you would kind of think it is. It's a lot darker. I I feel like it's somebody who like just with the limitations of the Game Boy, they played a little bit of the games and said, "Oh, this is what the games are about." That's kind of what I'm feeling, you know, because those games were a lot more looser back then. But apparently, every single gym leader is evil too. But you know, what can you do? Well, yeah, I mean, you got to have bad guys, don't you? Yeah, but it just feels wrong how evil Lieutenant Surge is, is, you know, like, that's my culture. That's an American. We're not all evil. Lieutenant Surge is a war criminal. (laughs) (laughs) Admit it. He's like, we don't talk about what I did in Guantanamo Bay. He tells you all about it when you get to the gym. He's like, me and my Raichu, we killed motherfuckers. We killed people. He's like, I just strapped, I just strapped the electrodes to the Raichu's tail, and what happened was just between them and God. <laughs> I knew they didn't have guns. I didn't tell that to the court martial, but I knew. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I planted that Arbok on them. 
<laughs> you know, he's a crooked cop too. Lieutenant <laughs> Surge, fucking, he's a terrible alt right piece of shit. I figured it out. We know this now. <laughs> All right, word. Um, that's it for me. Well, that's a beautiful segue. You know who aren't pathetic alt right pieces of shit? Our patrons. <laughs> Uh, and we have a couple new patrons that we want to shout out before we get to the Patreon rundown. Hell yeah. Need a rundown of your clients? Can you get that to me? I just need that rundown by. We're starting that rundown yet. So we have patron Britain. Thank you for joining the Patreon. And we also have uh, a new patron title named Hey Rem without any context. Who is Sean Haruhi Kion Mikaru or Bland Bitch? also known as Sightless in the Discord. That is what I will be referring to you by from here on out. But you got the full name shout out. <laughs> See, I'm, 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 unlike, unlike Earthworm, I respect people's names, so I will be calling you by your full name every time like an angry parent. So <laughs> thank you, Hey Rim, without any context, who is Sean Haruhi Kiyomiku or Bland Bitch. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. <laughs> Is this the wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube men of podcasting? Is this what we're doing here? Yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing. Awesome. All right, we have a Patreon rundown to get to. Oh, cool. So our first rundown comes from a freshly minted patron, Britain. They ask, uh, would you be down to roast rating our top anime list, whether it be animes, waifus, hisbandos, mangas, characters, etc.? Uh, yeah, just off of the cuff, yeah. I would I'll roast the shit out of you guys. Bring it on. Yeah. I'll make you cry. I absolutely will bully you. I don't care. Britain, your name has two T's in it. Boom, roast. Damn. Fucking oh, God. Gotcha. Too personal. God, what the <laughs> fuck? Didn't know we were going this hard. Got him. Got him. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, honestly, that, that sounds like if y'all are down for that, definitely let us know. That sounds like it could be a fun episode idea. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love to roast people with my, uh, with my incorrect opinions. So it would be probably cool to do that if we just wanted to like make a, make, do that at some point. Love to do it. Hey, another week of not talking about anime. Great. There it is. There it is. So yes, Britain, uh, definitely uh, rally the troops. Get, get, the, get the other patrons involved. If y'all send us your malice, we'll, we'll make a thing of it. Yeah. Uh, so the next one comes from Sightless. Or, uh, you know, hey, Ram, without any context, who is Sean Haruhi Kion Makiru or Bland Bitch? <laughs> they ask, <laughs> based on their most iconic kill, uh, which would you want to be killed by from least to most? And they have five iconic anime kills that they are going to drop. I don't think uh, any of them are like super. I don't think we have to worry about spoilers here. It's not so much character deaths. Um, so we have. The, from Suleta Mercury, titled Tomato Splat. Uh, Matt, you told me about that one. Just fucking steps on a motherfucker with a Gundam. I yep. respect that. Roy Mustang's infamous incineration of um, Lust. I believe it was Lust that got yeah, the worst lust. of it. Uh, Frey Ren's Kill Yourself, which <laughs> I do believe I do believe I've seen. Yeah, that was that was in like her first big battle battle, right? Yeah, she just went straight up <laughs> low tier god on that demon. You should kill yourself right now. Uh, then we have Light Yagami's being written down in the Death Note. And finally, Sakuna's just splitting, essentially, when that mo he just kind of split Itadori in half for funsies. Yeah. Well, you know, that is a very good question. Hey, Ram, without any context, who is Sean Harry, kill me, Curry, or Blambitch? Uh, that's a good question. I'm going to say, if, just to kick it off, 
I'm going to say I at least would want to be killed by Roy Mustang because I hear being set on fire and having your nerves burn out really sucks. Yeah. You know? That sounds pretty fucking awful, dude. It does. And, you know, I've heard that the, the, whenever people got used to be get roasted during the witch trials, it was the smoke inhalation that killed them first. If we could all be so lucky. <laughs> uh, then uh, following that, I would not like to be stepped on by a Gundam because I'm sure that knowing my luck, they would miss all the crucial points. So I would just be there crushed for a second. And that'd be <laughs> you miserable. look like a half to half squeezed toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I'm just like, kill me. Uh, so then, uh, after that, I, I would probably not want to be split by Sakuna unless we're talking about being split a different way. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, for real. I don't fuck with that, but no, nah, I don't want to be bisected because, uh, it just doesn't feel like it'd feel good. It doesn't feel like it'd feel good. Um, after, after that, I'd probably not, uh, want to be killed by Light Yagami just cause he's a smug asshole and I don't want him to write my fucking name down. He doesn't deserve it. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, I like, I like, like, like them more now, but you know, whatever. Uh, and then I would like to be killed by Freyron telling me to kill myself. I'd be like, yes, my queen. And then I would do it. <laughs> I respect those last two choices. How it, at, the, at first it was like, I least painful. And then it was like, we're just going with the, uh, we're going with some fun here. We're having some good times. Fuck light Yagami. And yes, my queen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I really would if Freyron was like, Hey, you should kill yourself right now. And I'd be like, well, she said it. I would go full Himmel on that. I'd be like, yes, yes, of course. All right, I'm, ki- I'm a fairly similar to you. I'm definitely starting off worst death is, um, worst death is Roy Mustang for far. That's the one I least want. I don't want to be incinerated. That sounds like it's awful. He went, he went bad. That sucked. So that's, that's on the bottom. I think Sukun is after that because that, I'm not Yuji Itadori. I'm just going to bleed out and die and it's going to hurt. Like there's no, it ain't no saving me. So that's number four. Uh, then I'm going with, I respect, your, I respect you, Matt. I'm going with Freyrin next because as much as I would do anything that Freyrin asked me to, I'm, I'm strictly sticking with the ways I would want to die here. All right. So like, probably not great. Uh, then is going to be Light Yagami, second from the top, because that's a heart attack. And while that must suck, uh, it's fine, you know, it's probably how I'm going to go anyway, whatever. Uh, and then, first, I'd number one, death, killed, whatever. I want to be tomato splatted. That I'm not going to know what the hell happened. It's going to be instantaneous. I'm going to be looking at Peter in the pearly gates or whoever the hell's up there waiting for me, being like, <laughs> you're dead, son. They're like, fuck you, I'm dead. I was about to do, do Gundam stuff. And he's like, not anymore, you're not. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. That's, that's that's a solid list. I just wanted to shout out. I know, I know, we had you, you gave us the list, but uh, where where was Makima's? Where was Makima's? Just squish you. I feel like that. I feel like that's earned earned a spot there. But that's fine. That's fine. You're your own person, sightless. I respect it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, always thank you for the question. It's a good question. Uh, thank you for sending in. Hey, Ram, without any context to a Shanhar Hikiomiku to a blind bitch. That's a thank you for doing that. We really appreciate that. And uh, last, but certainly not least, creamed de poof. I don't know if it's creamed poof, but I like creamed de poof. So I'm going to go with that, Alex. You're just going to have to deal with it. Uh, Alex asks us to say something in unison. No question here. They just, they, they want a statement said. So uh, I guess on the count of three, we will go for that. Three, two, one. We, the Anime Brothers, will watch Revolutionary Girl Utena this June for Pride Month.
Well, I hope that'll I hope that that'll play out well for you, uh, uh, Alex. I don't know if we'll actually do it, but we do we do be loving the Pride people, so maybe they will watch a we'll watch a gay anime. For <laughs> it sounds insulting, but no. <laughs> I mean, hey. no, I, I I know Alex made us say that so they can clip it, and then uh, probably sometime in May they're gonna send us this audio clip and be like. Y'all said you would do it. I'm not saying that you have to. I'm just saying, you know, I thought you respected LGBTQ people, but that's fine. It's fine. They're I, I, they're going to play this. It's a blackmail. I know it. Well, I mean, this is I mean, be, being the blackmail to watch an actual good anime. You know, that's all that was. It's way better than other situations where I've been blackmailed, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I was just thinking, best blackmail I've had, sure, but blackmail still. <laughs> blackmail nonetheless. <laughs> All right, thank you all to our patrons. If you would like to become a patron, patreon.com slash Anime Brothers Podcast. For a dollar a month, you get early access to extra episodes, as well as you can hop into the patron, uh, Patreon rundown and make us say, say things that we will have to follow up on later or ask us questions. And brand new as of last week, Patreon review raffle. Uh, if you are a patron, uh, go ahead and check the Patreon page. We have sent out a, a thing fill out form you can enter an anime for us to uh, potentially watch and review on the podcast one submission per patrons and good luck to you all we will probably be drawing the first anime probably pretty soon so we can get prepared but uh, no no hardline dates but we've seen your submissions everybody who's put them in pretty excited to watch some of these and some of them we haven't heard of but hey all the better yeah i mean we were just looking at that list i was like that's a that's a solid list there's like Nothing on there that I was like, oh, I wouldn't watch that. Although one of them did sh shake me because it was an anime that was locked into the back of my skull within the back of my skull. But maybe we'll watch it and I can tell Earthworm all about how I watched it when I was like living under a bridge or something. I love stories about living under bridges. Personal favorite of mine. Oh yeah, that's, that's where all good stories end and begin. All right, so without further ado, we will, actually there is a little bit further ado. We're going to let some cool music play and then we will get into the main topic. Nice. This is post-production Earthworm jumping in to remind you that I was on the Anime Plummet podcast for King's Drunken Court. Go check it out now! Alright, so as Earthworm said at the start of the episode, we have basically made some dream concepts for video games based off of anime that maybe we don't enjoy, but maybe we just think can make some good anime. I know some of the anime that I've put on my list, I well, two of them I don't enjoy, but I think they'd make some very good video games. And so we're going to just be kind of giving you the name, giving you kind of what the premise is. Maybe if we have some like, you know, a little bit of a design in our head for how it's going to work, what it would be like, then we'll kind of discuss that, get a little back and forth. Maybe we'll critique each other's like, you know, design choices. I know I, for one, don't have like a master like document of like game document of like, well, if the player presses A at this context sequence, then it'll cause a gun to come out. I don't have any of that. I want the code on my desk by, I'd say, I'd say Wednesday at the latest, man. Oh, fuck. All I know how to do is Python. You're getting a fucking visual novel. Good job. <laughs> They're all visual novels. Fuck. They're just all visual novels. You're like, fuck, I don't know how to read. <laughs> I knew I should have learned this. But yeah. That's what we're going to be doing, and then like every other episode we have one of these topics, we'll be back and forth, and I'm going to lead lead us in, I kind of, uh, I'm going to lead in with one of my stronger ones, that way, because I'm really excited about this, and I don't know if like, 
Earth one would be, but I'm really excited when I made this. When I made this this personal game design idea, I was like, "Fuck, I want to play this game." And that game is a Jujutsu Kaisen survival horror game. And what I mean Ooh. by that, like, is um, if you've seen people who have seen like Jujutsu Kaisen, you've if you've seen the second season, you saw the Shibuya incident and how horrific it was with all these like curses just fucking people up. I would love to make like there a game to be a Jujutsu Kaisen style Resident Evil game where you're being like hounded by curses, you know? My premise is that obviously, like, as if you've watched the show, people only people who kind of are in that world can see curses. Well, I thought it would be cool to make this game sort of like Siren, which was a game from uh that was on the PlayStation 2, where you basically could kind of like see what enemies were seeing and you kind of had to use that to your advantage. And I was thinking of maybe making this like a game set during the Shibuya incident where things are getting wild and it kind of takes place across that night. And you're just playing like an average, ordinary, like 14 to 18 year old who is forced to survive either the Shibuya incident or the Night of a Thousand Curses. But I prefer the Shibuya incident because I would really cap off this game with that shit where like, where like, um, Sakuna was just destroying the entire city. You know, that'd be a great, that would be a great like set piece for a game, you know, to just avoid being caught in the destruction. But my premise is really just you play as like somebody who's got like a casual amount of cursed energy, who can see curses, who can use a little bit of cursed energy. Maybe they're just a citizen who doesn't know that they know how to use it, just an average ordinary person. And you're forced to kind of survive the night of Shibuya. And you maybe you know, because it's a game and because people can't handle like not seeing their favorite characters. Maybe you run into a couple of them. Obviously, you played the anime and you don't, you know, like, it, you don't get to see that major interaction. But maybe you walk by as, like, some people are getting killed or, you know, roasted by certain means, you know? And it kind of just builds up the horror element as you're running through, like, you know, underground malls. As you're kind of, like, running through the city up top, like, the city up top going through business, businesses and all that that are abandoned. And just trying to survive curses. Maybe make it so that they're kind of, like, zombies of their own. Uh, from Resident Evil. This is definitely where I got the inspiration from. Is this just Resident Evil? <laughs> but you're just running through. You're maybe running into like some of the um, people who are keeping the uh, the shield around the um, you know, the shield around Shibuya and all that. And you're kind of just tasked with surviving. You need, you know to you need to like get keys to get to other parts. You're trying to follow this route that you have to get out of Shibuya. And all the while you're getting chased by curses or you're trying to avoid curses. And as we've seen in Jujutsu Kaisen, there's a lot of different curses. You got the little fly guys. You get the big, I'm going to eat you up. You got like the curse walls. There's so many curses that could be issues if this was just a survival game and not made like, you know, like a power fantasy. Because I've heard that like Curse Clash kind of sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when they just make like a fighting game or a character action game, it's usually bare minimum effort and an IP fucking cash grab. Yeah, I hate those games. Like, don't get me wrong, I like some of them as fans. Like, um, I'm not the hugest Naruto fan, but some of the Ultimate Ninja Storm games had like a billion characters in them with cool, really cool finishing moves, you know? Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. dream pairings and all that. It was amazing. That's, yeah, dude, it's like uh, the Tenkaichi games uh, yeah. for Dragon Ball Z when they were just putting, like, we have 107 characters. It's like, what? how? Were there that many in the show? Yeah, and you're... They're all like characters who like, like they would throw in like Kid Goku and you're like, who would play with Kid Goku when like regular Goku is right there? I fucked with Kid Goku. I loved Kid Goku. I thought he was the coolest. Uh, Okay. All right. Look, look, all right. I'm just a better. All right. Get good, Matt. All right. Get good at Dragon Ball Z Tenkaichi 3. 
You're not kicking my ass with Kid Goku. I'm gonna beat your ass with RLA. What the fuck now? Well, shut up. <laughs> my dad said you can't sleep over anymore. Fine. You're not. You're not. You're. You're not allowed to the um to my my pizza party at a, a pizza hut. I don't even like pizza hut. Oh fuck you. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's kind of my, my idea. Is just to take an actual horror shonen and make you a ground level person, you know, like somebody who's, you know, not um, you know, not a special person, not you know, like gifted with fighting abilities. Maybe give them some abilities. Maybe to like throw cursed, uh, cursed like tiny little cursed rocks to like distract enemies or hit them and stun them for a bit while you run away. But nothing yeah. into the akin of like Itadori's move set. Or anything like that. You're just a regular person who can see curses, can use a little bit of cursed energy, can do some, you know, some physically fit, but overall just a survival horror game when you're trying to survive Shibuya. That, I think that would be the. I think that would be amazing. What do you think about like a, like a hard and an easy mode? Like hard mode is you are just a normal fucking person in Shibuya. Like if you have to make yeah. people see curses, then whatever, just to make the gameplay work. An easy, easy mode or normal mode would be like, all right, you're a average everyday jujitsu sorcerer. You're not fucking Yuji Itadori, but you can kind of hold your own. Yeah. No, I think that'd be, well, you know, it's kind of like how Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil could let you play as different characters and some had yeah. better equipment. I see, I see what you're saying. That would be a good addition. You know, like you beat the game and then you can kind of play like, you know, you can kind of play the game in like a enhanced sorcerer mode where you see these curses, you just instantly fucking bop them up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Get Capcom on the phone. Yeah, get Cap. Hey, Capcom, you want to make a good anime game for once in your life? <laughs> I'll be three hundred dollars in my bank account right now. <laughs> That's a cheap idea. Shit, man, I'll buy that. <laughs> three hundred dollars. I got them right now. But yeah, that's my first one. What you got? All right. Um, my first one is probably nothing like yours uh but also somehow inspired by resident evil no i'm just kidding <laughs> no mine is probably closer to like a fire emblem three houses uh we have girls un panzer tank warfare oh cool all right now hear me out i like strategy games i probably am gonna have a few strategy game uh pitches here this is not one of them okay you let me just here's the elevator pitch all right matt listen to me we're in the elevator right now Bumping. Okay. I farted. Don't worry about that. Oh Don't shit! What the it. fuck was it? It's stink? fine. What do you it's eat? It's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna claim it was you at the end. It's cool. Anyway, there's no one else in this elevator. We've all been a teenage girl. We've I all was, gone yeah. to a new school. Uh huh. Uh, yep. And we've all thought, what is my extracurricular activity gonna be? Until you're approached by, oh, who's that? The captain of the tank team. Oh, yeah, I remember the that. The tank that. team. Yeah. So you're gonna get recruited uh you're gonna have a bunch of different schools to choose from all the schools in the anime maybe add some more in for some flavor uh -huh. and you you get to be your own leader of a little tank a little tank fucking oh brigade my, my dreams come true you know and again we can we can have the fan service edition if you want but i'm not really looking to like i want you to make your own friends here you know oh if God. you pick the if you pick the british school i want there to be just random little posh british girls for you to meet and to get to know and then you get to kind of recruit them as you go you know let's say there's like eight of them and you get to pick four of them but Holy then the shit. others when you say they can't be in the game they can't be on your team they're like hey that's okay we're gonna be your cheerleading team so then you don't feel bad and then like they're all part of the thing and then you drive a tank around and fucking 
do like it, it it kind of like a slow paced twisted metal okay i am on board i am going to reserve this at my local GameStop establishment um they said it's not available what do i do here uh I, we have to get capcom on the phone they're not answering matt i'm scared <laughs> i like how we just established that all these games are gonna be made by capcom <laughs> yeah um I, that's a thing probably something we should probably have pointed out i didn't add any game developers i'm not very either. good at game developers i barely know anime studios uh, no, these are all made by Capcom. All made by Capcom. Capcom every, needs to make more games, so they're they're all, all gonna make these games. All in the same year. All in the same year. All in fuck the same Mega year. Man. Fuck Resident Evil. Fuck uh, Monster Hunter. This is all Capcom's doing. For five ninety nine, Mega Man is a recruitable girl in Tank Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think this could be fun, man. Like, I uh, everybody loves the driving around and shoot stuff. Uh, everybody, you know, maybe not everybody, maybe less people, but people love the, the school experience of meeting friends, a little visual novel aspect. And yeah. you know who else, what other demographic we're pulling that nobody expected? World War II tank guys. Oh because my the God. Tank, the tank is going to be fully customizable oh. and like, it's going to be the Forza of tank customization <laughs> games. Thrown, and you're going to be driving it as a little Moe girl. It's going to be beautiful. Oh my God. You, the, you're going to have, you've, you've covered so many different graphics just then. You've got the army people. You've got the Moe lovers. You've got the Moe and, and the army people, which is a surprising overlap on the Venn diagram. A very surprising, surprising overlap. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a snow level. You're going to be able to drift the tank. Every, everybody's oh. going to love it. Oh my God. Call and game stop again. Five copies. <laughs> <laughs> right now and they're like sir who are you this is arby's <laughs> that's a good idea i like that i like that idea hell yeah but that, that's my first one that's what i got uh i again i'm accepting pitches you know capcom's not answering this could be your shot listener this could be your shot make a game well this next game that i've come up with is very close it's 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 very close to me because it's based off a show that both you and i reviewed you know back in our early days um Ooh. And it is uh, a domestic girlfriend visual novel. And there's now, not oh, one already. There's not one already. Wow. And I think there needs to be one. I'm sure somebody who's like lives in Japan is just, just going like, actually, it's called it's called a domestic girlfriend. The heart of three lovers. <laughs> Good, you fucking American <laughs> piece of shit. But, but no, seriously, I love domestic girlfriend and how trashy it is, but I also wanted it to get trashier. I wanted I wanted the main dude to romance every girl all at once because when I watch that level of um that level of quality anime, I want it to be as trashy as possible. And I think it could get trashier. And what I'm saying is making a visual novel that kind of operates as a as a life sim as well. Like you've got Hina, other girl. I don't remember her. I just know Hina. That's the only one that matters it's Ruri, to me. Ruri, and she's the best one. Um, we'll continue to have this argument. I don't even like the show, but I have standards. Yeah, and those standards are not very high if you're picking that girl. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, Hina, other girls. Um, and you kind of have to like do a little life sim thing because you think, you know, like you play a romance game. You think, I'm going to go after the girl I want, you know? You know, that's how you are. You go like, I want after this girl, so I'm going to go after this girl. But the other girls are jealous. And if you just romance one girl, they'll start telling secrets about you and like making the other girl dislike you because they'll be like, oh, can you believe that dude? He literally stared at me blankly for like five seconds. Fuck that guy. And she'd be like, yeah, you're right. So what you got to do when you play this game is life sim it up and kind of date all of them at once while picking one that you like more. 
So you're kind of having to balance it all at once and kind of intentionally making drama for yourself, but at the same time, sideswiping it by making the right choices, you know? Yeah, no, I actually kind of love that. Um, I don't, I don't know if this is what you're getting to, but I'm, I'm envisioning that like, there's not like necessarily a, a scene meter, but there's a meter somewhere that if you piss off one girl so bad, she's going to like tell about you and Hina or whatever. You know, if yeah. you piss off Ruiz, she's like, well, I'm going to the police. <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of like, um, I've never played it, but I've heard that there's a, there's this game, Tokimeki Memorial, which is one of the original dating sims. And like, you couldn't in that game romance just one girl because if you didn't, the other girls would be like, hey, fuck that dude. And that's kind of what I'm envisioning here. I like that. Yeah, so basically like a dating sim, but also a life sim because you got to balance, you know, getting money because you're, I think main dude lived with his parents, but you know, you need money so you can do other stuff, you know, and you also need money to take these girls out on dates and you also need money, you know, you need money and at the same time you need to keep your grades up at school. And I mean, like when Hina's there, I mean, obviously you want to be at school all the time, but um, you kind of have to balance it all out and that's kind of what I want because I like visual novels, obviously. But I like it when there's interesting things involved, like life sim elements, you know, throw a dating sim on top of something like a strategic warfare game. I'll eat that shit up. I don't know why. No, I feel that, dude. I feel that. Like, uh, that was probably my favorite part about Three Houses. Played like three quarters of it. And I was like, once I once I settled on Dorothea, I was like, there's nothing left to do. Which Game's one over. I played that game. Which one was Dorothea? She was the one in the, oh God, what house was it? It was the red house, the red eagles or whatever. And she's kind of like the, the tall brunette one who's a little more mature than the rest of them. I just looked her up and yeah, she, um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, you know what? You know what? Good, good choice. Good choice. I also Um, realized that making choices in those games hurts a little bit because I love, I loved all my students and wow, that sounded weird to say. Moving on, Matt, continue your thought. Uh, I was about to say, I was more of a Hilda man, but you know. I respect that too. I like girls who just swing giant axes. I don't know. <laughs> There's just something so attractive about being able to be decapitated by a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. Yeah, it's a big reason why I like Rhea Ripley, man. <laughs> <laughs> a little wrestling, a little wrestling injection for y'all. <laughs> I'm totally not Googling that right now because I can't. <laughs> She's but... goth dommy mommy. Okay, fair. <laughs> All yeah. right. Am I right or am I right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. But yeah, that's basically my idea of a domestic girlfriend game because I feel like a lot of people, you know, maybe wanted more of the other girls. I mean, there was that one girl who was just like, yeah, sleep with me. It'll be fine. And then she, you know, he was like, um, no. So I feel like opening up to a lot, a lot of the different girls and kind of having to do that balancing act, it would make a really fun game. So maybe, maybe, maybe it'll come to fruition. Maybe it already has happened. I'm just not in the know, but you know, that's my idea. I'm in, dude. I'm in. And in one condition, you need, like, the special video game exclusive girl. Oh, yeah. Well, you gotta throw in the video game exclusive girl. Yeah, the DLC exclusive, maybe. See, we can make a few bucks off of this Capcom. Hope you pick up soon. Capcom. Right now, you get in the romance game business right here. $300. $300 right now. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um. Okay. All right. I got another one, and I feel like Okay, it's literally just Minecraft now that I now that I have thought it through, <laughs> but I'm gonna present it anyway. It's Doctor Stone, and it's like a little civilization builder. Uh, I don't know. I didn't come up with a fancy name. I guess Doctor Stone. We we could name it after one of the seasons. I guess like Doctor Stone New World or something, or Doctor mm. Stone Build the New World. That could be fun. But you're just Senku, 
Oh, I see. So yeah, you'd have to be Senku because nobody else can do what he does. You're just Senku running around uh, and collecting stuff for your little village, a little crafting game, a little a little fort builder kind of. Um, just with with a little bit of my favorite thing about civilization games, to where it's you can start out with like sticks and stones, and if you play for six hours, you're literally nuking people with a giant death robot. As you do, as you do, as you do. Same vibes here. It's not just a a little farming simulator. It's not just a little Minecraft builder. It is that, except, oh man, yeah, we just crafted a little wooden shack. And oh yeah, we just crafted a musket. And oh fuck, we just crafted a naval vessel. Oh my god, this guy's so smart. Um, and, you know, maybe now that I'm thinking about it, it's not just Senku. It's like Senku and friends, you know, for different tasks. You could kind of go back to camp, switch out to one of your to one of your different people like let's say you find some stone age people wherever you're exploring all right let's go back and get gen because he's the charisma guy and we'll come back and talk to him you can try to do it with like a senku or, or a yuzuriha or whatever but it's not going to be as effective and then you know i'd like a little bit of a living world around that because that's one thing that dr stone's pretty good at it's like we're not just building stuff and having fun there are also external threats that we have to worry about so you know you maybe you piss off a group that you find out and about maybe in six game hours you have four you know guys with clubs at your front door and you're like oh no now i have to do combat uh, i i just think it could be like a little fun catch-all that's pretty pretty much boils down to like a crafting fort builder but with just uh, extra little elements here and there to make it unique with the ip of dr stone i think we're cooking with gas here I think we really are. I think that unfortunately Capcom might make this into like a phone game, you know, like a Rise of Kingdoms or something. And you're going to have to be like, oh, why Capcom? Why? This can't be an idle clicker. You need to actually, this needs a controller. I want a whole 3D Senku to run around with and like press X to pick up sticks. Yeah. I mean, I see this. I see this. And although I've only read the manga for Dr. Stone, I see it. I see it in my, I see it right there. It's happening. Capcom, do it, man. Yeah, do it and make it better than Minecraft. Better than Minecraft? That's like saying you want to make a god better than God. I do. I do. <laughs> You're like, I'm the Gendo Akari of the podcasting world, and I want, <laughs> I want to punch the face of God and slap him in the balls. Give me back my wife! <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea, though. Like, I can really see that. Um, I think that that's also something that... You know, like, there was a game called, like, Dragon Quest Builders, which was, like, kind of supposed to be like Minecraft, you know? Yeah, I've heard of that. It was, it was fun. It was really fun. I think those games are called voxel games or something like that. It's, it's got, they've got a term, you know? I'm, I'm sure they, are, they have. I'm, I'm a guy who finds a video game he likes and plays it for the end of time. So I don't, I don't explore much. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Voxel, whatever you want to call it. Give me my Dr. Stone game, damn it. <laughs> Give me my Dr. Stone cave, or so help me God. <laughs> all right, that's all I got for Dr. Stone, though, so be my guest. All right, I will. I'm going to load up with a more, um, something that I really think would be really cool for me personally, and that is a Gantz third-person shooter game. Um, I don't know how many people are like, if Gantz is still like, hip and cool with the kids. Um, I know I got that movie at one point on Netflix, which was 3D and all that. But I would love a Gantz third-person shooter game where you kind of like kind of takes a little bit of like I don't know, uh, old Rainbow Six or whatever it was called, or Ghost, or like the Tom, Tom Clancy. Clancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Tom Clancy Presents Ghost Forces or something like that. I know it's got a different name. But just to do that and as a third person shooter game that's also kind of a resource management because I don't uh, I think you haven't you haven't seen Gantt, yeah? I have not, which is surprising because Super Eye Patch Wolf loves it and talks about it a lot. So you'd think I'd be a, a slut and watch it, but I haven't. It's so edgy too. It is so edgy in all the good ways. So I'm surprised you haven't watched it. But yeah, Gantz, you basically. Um, I would love to follow the story of Corona and all that, but as established in Gantz, there are multiple teams and different units across um, across the world. And what I would really like to do is have you pick. Um, Maybe kind of make it set off like, uh, what's that game called? Um, XCOM. You know, kind of like XCOM. You pick uh, where you want to play at, and that kind of sets your difficulty. Maybe you want to play in America where, damn, you can get a gun. For, you just get a gun by going into Walmart, or you pick something where the resources are going to be a little bit more sparingly. But anyways, you pick um, an area. You pick an area where you want to start off, and you kind of just you play as somebody who's just died, gets thrown into a Gantz game, and then you basically get like a week to prepare for the night you're going to be summoned into Gantz and all that. Like you can choose to like go to the gym, work out a little bit more. Cause even though you've got, you've got your suit on, you might have like an incident where you're playing or your suit malfunctions or your suit is damaged and you kind of have to rely on your physical stat or, but you are, you can like during the week where you're preparing, you can go to a shooting range and practice shooting and up your, uh, and up your like accuracy stat or up your stability. And you can kind of just customize your character that way. And then after like a week, you get thrown into the you get thrown into um the match with a random alien, and you can play online and maybe get other people who are doing that same alien, or you can get NPCs, but make it sort of like the show where it's a little bit like a roguelite. Like if you die, you're dead for good, you know, unless no someone shit. like uses resources to bring you back to life. But like yeah, kind of like a roguelite game, you know, because I kind of like roguelites, you know. Like, I like my decisions having weight, so I would love if this Gantz game didn't follow the story of Gantz, but you're, like, playing, like, a little bit of, like, you know, like I said, like, in the week, you you choose just to exclusively build up your body, you choose to focus on, like, having a more physical build, so you can, when you're fighting this alien, like, go full-on Kiryu Kazuma from Yakuza and just pick up things and hit them really hard, and then, like, have better recovery and all that, or maybe, um while you're playing and kind of have it tied into like original Gantt, the original Gantt series to where you also do kind of need to work. I love resource management and doing things that aren't fun for the game. Have you noticed that? Uh, you like watching small number go big. Yeah. And then when big number go small, you go, oh no, panic. Oh no, panic. That mean I don't get thing I want. So I would love if this was like a third person shooter with like XCOM like stakes, like, you know, you got this week. Oh my! Uh, my defense stats really down. I think I'm gonna go. You know, I took a really bad injury in the last, uh, the last, the last alien run. So I'm gonna go to the hospital and get some physical therapy to kind of fix that and just have it like a roguelite. But make it like a multiplayer roguelite. You know, this dream game of mine where other people are doing the same run. You can do a run with your friends, and when they die, they're just they just get kicked out of the game, and you're like, damn, I hate that for you, Jerry. That sounds like a game that people would be absolutely fucking obsessed with. Just a game where it's like that. It feels like so much more commitment because roguelites, from my perspective, are just like, hey, we're just going to do like a quick, quick run. If we get far, cool, but it's going to take like 10 minutes at most. This is like, I've spent 36 hours on this character. He hasn't died yet. And if he does, I'm a cry. Kind of like blend a little bit of lethal company, you know, like you died, you've lost everything. You know, you got to start back at zero. Your friends rest you, but your stats are all at zero. So why'd they even bother? 
Oh my god, that's a broken controller. The game, man. <laughs> but it's it's true to the show, and I love games where like your choices have weight. You know, I say I love them, but then a game's like if you pick this choice, you won't be able to unpick it, and I'm like, oh, quit the game. <laughs> Thank God for Google, right? Yeah, exactly. Every time a character is like, a char- if I play a game and it's like you're going to a wedding, do you want the tuna, or do you want the, or do you want the steak? And I'm like, oh God, what are the long reaching effects of picking tuna and then i see it and then it's like yeah 12 missions down the line this character gets killed and i'm like well thank god i'm gonna pick the steak (laughs) who knew fish bad ending who knew (laughs) the world does not shine and does not smile upon the fish eater but yeah i would really love a gantz game like that fuck i would love just a gantz game where you're playing like a it would be the perfect playstation 2 action game because it's just so just in like part of that time period but a third person shooter where you're using the weapons from Gantz, like the uh, hook, the, the net catcher, or the blow people up gun, but you're really facing enemies that could just fuck you up in one hit, so you're kind of like having to be conservative with how you shoot and dodge and hide and all that. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think I would love it. I would love it. I'll pre- I'd pre-order that. Capcom, you know what to do. <laughs> $300. That could be yours, Capcom. It's cheap. We're still, we haven't even raised the price. Look at that. And in this economy, we should clearly be charging four hundred dollars for this. But three, we're drawing the line at three hundred. We're like one of those uh, on TV, like fucking jewelry salesmen or whatever. This usually goes for six thousand dollars. We're giving it to you for thirteen twenty five. Yeah, and then you just you just like all all the old people over the world are like, oh, that's a great deal. Back in my day, that cost two pennies in a in a Klondike bar. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's about my that's my Gantz proposal for Capcom. Yes, all right, Capcom. I hope you're listening because this is important. This one's for you specifically. Yeah, right? I know you could do it. So why don't you? All right, my next one is pretty simple, pretty chill. I want a high Q volleyball game. All right, high Q to the you know up up down down to the top. Let's go. <laughs> I I just I I think. A volleyball game could be doable. I'm sure it's happened before. I yeah. they made video games of every goddamn sport back on like the NES. So, but it, I want a good one. I want a good 3D volleyball game. I want you to be your own character. I want you to pick which school you want to join. I want you to be able to interact with your favorite pretty boys playing volleyball. You gotta. And this is all just story mode. I'm this. This is classic sports game. If you just want to pick up exhibition mode and beat your little brother's ass you want to actually plug the the controller in this time damn <laughs> you, you can you want to pick you want to pick uh, ioba josai and you want to make him like like the uh the first season karasuno crows and you just want to reenact the anime you can <laughs> you can do that but the fun the the crux the meat and potatoes of this game is the career mode you freshman in high school you have to choose which high school you want to go to. Your test scores are the greatest. You can choose whichever school you want to go to. You want to go to fucking Shiratazawa Powerhouse? You want to walk your way into the national championship? Be my guest. You want to be an underdog like your favorite boys in your favorite volleyball anime? God damn it, you can do it. Is it going to suck when you take, take Yamaguchi's spot on the bench? Yeah, but does Yama? You know, he's got the anime. This is your time to shine. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, along with the volleyball, along with the playing, I want you to live the school experience. Uh, I, I grew up playing a lot of sports games. I've kind of laid off in the sports games, but one game I really liked was the NCAA games, where it was just NCAA football. All the players were numbers. It was funny. Anyway, the career mode in that wasn't just you playing football games. 
it was like a softcore college experience, you know, minus like the parties or whatever. But you you had to pick a major and you had to score. You had to do tests throughout the fucking game in career mode. And if you failed the test that bad, you would not be able to play. You had academic requirements in a video game. And it, that sounds like it's going to suck. But I thought it was the coolest thing. And I was like 12 and I didn't do any actual schoolwork. But here I am doing geography lessons on fucking NCAA. So first of all, we're teaching kids about education. All right. We're teaching kids about the fucking beautiful sport of volleyball. And we're teaching kids about homosexuality because you cannot have interactions with all these boys and tell me that you're just going to be like, yeah, no, this is fine. This, I don't have any, th any confusing feelings going on because you can't because they're fucking gorgeous. So yeah, just a little little bit of life sim, a little bit of school sim, mostly volleyball game. I okay, okay. I'm I'm listening to this appeal. Um how would one play volleyball as a game? That I don't know. That we're going to have to figure out. I think okay. career mode is career mode's going to be easier, I think, cuz you can focus in on one player, you know? Yeah. Um but as far as a team sport video game goes i genuinely have maybe that's why people haven't done it yet maybe it's just not fun but i think if you throw the high qip on it you can sell i don't know twenty thousand copies yeah because i'm mean, like i'm not the biggest sport i've like i played some football games uh as um when i was younger and i played like an in like whenever playstation like gave away like a 2k game that was like basketball i played a little bit of it and but I've never been the hugest in the sports games, you know. Like I even tried to dabble in the WWE 2K game because you know I'm a great, I'm a great, I'm a great co-host, and I try to, I try to, I try to reach across the aisle and go, yeah, buddy, that thing you're doing, that's cool. And I was still like, why, why am I losing? I'm strong. <laughs> and then I lose, and I was like, so I, I feel like a volleyball game would, if you could, like, I don't know. Part of my um, brain that wants to turn everything into a rhythm action game be like, it'd be, you know, be a rhythm action game, maybe. You know, you gotta kind of, maybe, possibly. I mean, gun to my head right now, you're okay. saying, tell me exactly how we're going to do this right the fuck now or we're not buying it. I'm thinking we're doing a series of, like, QTEs. And uh. I know that sounds like it's going to suck. It might very well suck. I This is not focus tested. But if you are kind of, like, <laughs> Kind of like the anime frames it, you know, when things are happening and characters are thinking things, everything slows down. You get to see the movements very precisely when you're in the back and the balls fucking hit past you or whatever. You got to I don't know, maybe like there's a circle where the ball's going to land and you got to You have three seconds to move your cursor over and mm -hmm. then click a in the circle. Maybe I mean, I think it would be cool to add some stuff like that anyway to like to like the career mode even if we find a way to have normal paced volleyball video game mm -hmm. because then you you get all the satisfaction of your shining moment in the anime you know and then all your guys lift you up and they're like yeah you did it no i i get that like i think that would be cool and i think like a career mode would be perfectly interesting to me but you know i've only seen one season of haikyuu so like i literally you were like you get to play as alba jessa and i was like why would i want to waste my time doing that <laughs> I understand why you don't like them, but I, you know what, man? Press B button to smug look. <laughs> Build the smug meter by winning points and then use your smug power off to make them all lose their morale. 
Bro, you know the Oikawa romance run is going to be like the the prized possession of this game. It's like I just can't get this guy to stop being a prick. <laughs> I need to pick up Haikyuu. Every time we talk about Haikyuu, I'm like, I'm gonna watch Haikyuu, and then I'm like, uh, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna scroll through the same five apps on my phone for two hours. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Oh, that's me with every anime, dude. I'm like, I'm going to watch some anime today. And then it's like, well, it's been two hours and YouTube shorts is getting boring. I guess I'll go to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. That's literally what I do, too. I'm like, yeah, I've got Crunchyroll up. I could watch this anime that I said I was going to watch. Or maybe, maybe just to see what happens, um, I keep pressing that spot on my cat's back that makes them lick everywhere. Oh, yeah, there it goes. Another half hour down the drain. Meanwhile, when I actually do watch, like, I'm watching Sinfo Gear and I'm like, fuck, this is good. I'm going to finish six seasons of this today. <laughs> I know. That's like me with Vinland Saga. I'm like, anime. Ugh. And then I watch it and I'm like, ooh, anime. <laughs> anime. <laughs> and maybe I'll watch some more of this. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right to save for any for many more puns that that's my vo that's my haiku volleyball submission matt what's your next one okay so i'm gonna whip out a little bit of a, a one an anime that i think a lot of people have forgotten about because it was kind of mid um but it was all the shit when it came out for like the one week where every single one of my fellow podcasters was making episodes on it um but i want to make a japan sinks 2020 survival game Ooh. Because I, I don't know of any of Japan's. I know Japan Sinks 2020 is completely irrelevant now. It was when it came out. It was on Netflix. It was a it was a Yuasa thing or was it was a studio science studio Saru thing, science Saru thing. And so everybody was like, "Ooh, science Saru!" And then we watched it and we were all just went like, "Yeah, that was an anime," and walked away from it. You know, none of us were any better for it. We were not worse for it either. No, I remember that. I remember that well. We were just getting into the podcast space and I heard everybody else talking about Japan Sinks and I was like thinking we should probably get on this and then a week later it was dead and i was like well, i guess we dodged a bullet there yeah and the anime was completely forgettable but as i was going through my anime list as i was going through my anime list i scrolled past it and i said that that show did have some cool things lined up i love survival games uh to a certain extent like i love games like um you know like sort of like a what was that game like seven days to die or basically a survival game um here's another better version of that game that i've played but, World War Z, right? Yeah, World War Z. Yeah, yeah, I've tried both of them. I fucking hate survival games, but you go off, King. Okay. <laughs> well, no, here's my thing. Here's my thing is not make it a survival game in the extent of like uh, where it's an open world or anything or a true open world, but maybe something along the lines, and this is my premise here, is that you are just a regular person in suburbia of Japan, and here's Japan. It starts sinking. And you've got to run away from all these uh, from all these earthquakes and from these disasters. And basically, you are playing a story mode, and a character is like, like again, kind of maybe like an Oregon Trail. They're like, we need to get here. Um, how we get there is up to your decision making. But when we get there, we've got to get on a boat and get the fuck out of the ship because it's sinking, you know. So you play this game, and you basically have an open map, and it's kind of like you know, what? it's like Oregon Trail. I had this written down, just Oregon Trail. That's all I have in my notes. Sick. <laughs> So you're going like Oregon Trail. You go through one spot, and maybe you go to one spot, and hey, there's some cult people, and they will do trade with you, but they also might take one of your people and make them into a, a cult, a member of their cult, you know? And you kind of have to like look at the map at where you're going, um, determine if that's a good spot to stop at and get resources from. All the while, you're kind of, kind of thinking to yourself, 
like, yeah, I've got some metal now, but I really need to make this for our camp. But I know later on when we get to the shore, if I don't have enough metal, I'm not going to be able to make a boat. Or I'm not going to be able to repair the boats that are there. And, you know, it's kind of like another roguelite. You know, you're going through, you, you don't know what you're going to get when you go to each town. Go to one town, you know, the first run you did it, it was a gas station that had resources you could collect. But then people came by and they started shooting at you. Uh, but the second time you go through, it's a little, you know, it's a little, um, it's a little, uh, it's a little low. I just remember the game I was thinking about. Death Road to Canada. <laughs> oh. It hit me just as soon as I like said, uh, and then I was like, it's Death Road to Canada. I love Death Road to Canada. Oh, so anyways, beside that point. So yeah, you go there. Hey, you on the third run, you go there, and it's just a dog, and you're like, fuck, I'm going to put the dog in my party, you know? Okay. Now you got plus yeah. one to dog having. Is this uh, more like, when you say Oregon Trail, is it very, is it turn-based like that, kind of? Yeah, it's kind of turn-based, you know, you're kind of like on a map and you're kind of seeing, uh, kind of like with an omnis uh, omnipotent point of view, you can see where Japan is sinking, you can see where earthquakes are, and you're kind of like, you know, running through the areas you want to do, trying to avoid the natural disasters, trying to, you know, like you sometimes you probably, because you're running low on resources, you stay back behind to heal injuries, and then, you know, Japan starts sinking, you're like, oh shit, I better go. So, you know, it's kind of, it is definitely like the Oregon Trail mixed with uh, Death Road to Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I've never played Death Road to Canada, but this actually sounds kind of interesting. And I, I like that. I like that idea where it's, it, I, I think turn based might be the wrong, but how it's not, you know, real time action. Mm. It, I think that would allow some cool, like, because, you know, the, I think the coolest way to do this would be like make an actual map of Japan, you know, mm -hmm. like a, a, Two two form map of Japan. You can do that really stylized. Then I'm thinking like some fucking genius out there can like co you. They can already like simulate what earthquakes would do to cities out there. They have these simulations. Just like throw a simulation and like that. That would kind of play into your everything's a little different every time. Mm -hmm. It's like oh now this street's fucking taken down. Yeah. And that, that's kind of what I'm thinking is like you, you don't always get to play this game in a way that you want to, you know, and maybe make it a lot more open-ended and exactly how open-ended it is, I'm not sure of, but I, it literally is just me making like the death road to Canada, but no zombies. It's just angry people and a lot of resource management. Maybe on one run, you get, um, you make a character who can actually do kind of what the one of the guys from the, the original series can do in like kite ride, or you pick another run and you like pick a run where you have a family, so you've got to constantly be more mindful of like getting um, resources for your kids, and if one of them dies, you know your morale sinks to the bottom of the bottom. You know, it's like why am I even alive? You go full on Joel from The Last of Us. Okay. So, like, you know, different scenarios for people to play through. So it's not always just you play as man who needs to get away from Sinking Island. Sometimes you play as, you know, just just person who, lonely person in hospital who wakes up and you got to get out. Or maybe you play as a family. You do the family run. Or maybe you're feeling particularly vicious and you play as the, the stray dog run, you know? You're just running yeah. from town to town. You know, you can't do anything. People, people are like, hey, it's a dog. Um, but you know, just different ways to handle this. Cause I, I, I like that game. I literally just said death road to Canada, but, but sinking Island. <laughs> I think it sounds cool, man. Like I, I stated, I do not like, um, survival games, but 
the fact that it's not real time and it's it sounds like it's gonna have a shit ton of like replayability with like procedurally generated stuff going on mm-hmm. might be if you if this game was real capcom listen uh i would i would 100 if you were like hey man you want to play that after recording i'd be like yeah i'll do a fucking run let's do yeah. it let's try it out yeah you know like if it was like you know a little bit of free to play you get like to play as one run you know one run two runs and the game's like all right no more runs for you you'd be like hey i'd I'd, I'd try that we did our best did our best i died in i died in a hokkaido but you know whatever i mean like i started in hokkaido i died in hokkaido just like the real the real japanese uh gangsters do you die the way you live man yep frozen and alone (laughs) anyways what, what do you got next all right, my next one is uh, probably the one I'd be most interested in here, and that's because Ooh. I love this fucking anime. So uh, I want a I want a, a character RPG uh, for 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 in the set in the universe of Hunter Hunter. Oh, I'm, okay. So a little known little known uh, lore of the anime brothers. This podcast was started not necessarily initially because I wanted to do a podcast. It was more I needed a creative outlet after my attempt at making my very own homebrew RPG based on the universe of Hunter Hunter went terribly awry and I got burnt out on it. Mm. And then I said to JD, you want to do a podcast because I got all this creative energy and I do not want to do fucking tabletop stuff. So let, let's just take this crazy idea that I had once and let's, let's bring it into the 3D realm. I would love to be able to make your own character in Hunter Hunter. Maybe, you know, there's a mechanic where you get to choose whether or not you want to roll the dice on what kind of care, what kind of Nen you get, or, you know, there's an option to choose your own. I don't want to pigeonhole anybody into playing an emitter when they wanted to be a transmuter. I'm not trying to do that to you here, but Mm -hmm. you get those options. You go through the Hunter exam at first. You have all these places in Hunter Hunter to explore and you go out and explore them. We craft up a bunch of fun new enemies. You can get involved with older enemies. Shit, if we could do this right, maybe you can even become like a member of the Phantom Troop. You know, maybe you'd be hanging out with Crollo and them. Um, I I don't necessarily think like I don't want a party mechanic. You know, you can you can have people bring with you, but that they're NPCs. You know, if someone's following you, you ain't controlling them. You're your own dude here, and that is it. A fully customizable character. You make him look goofy as shit. You can make him look like an edgy badass. You do you, homie. And just a wonderfully beautiful move customization feature. Whatever you want to call it. I think that's where... I mean, the, the universe of Hunter x Hunter is cool. You know, mm. where I think it's go, this game is going to thrive, if it ever comes to fruition, is the fact that Hunter x Hunter's power system is mm. so well-developed already that I, I, I truly feel it's just a matter of time before it's translated into some game. The fucking rules are already laid out for us, 90% of them. All we have to do is make them into mechanics. And mm-hmm. I, I think it just leaves such an open-ended possibility, because that's one of my favorite things and least favorite things about fighting games, the mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z Xenoverses of the world, even Jump Force. It's like you get to make your character, you get to throw them into this world that you love, and mm-hmm. you get to give them all the cool moves. Like you get to get this little cocktail of your favorite attacks from Dragon Ball Z. Where I think Jump Force fucked up is you didn't allow me all the moves. I don't give a fuck if JoJo's, if I don't have a stand as my character, let me do Starfinger because it's in the game and I should be able to do it. <laughs> 
So I just no holds bars character cut. You people will be spending the like ten hours customizing their move set in this game if done right. It's going to be an absolute blast. Just a complete open world fun level up RPG. No, I get I get that vibe though. Like you know, I'm only so deep into Hunter Hunter as far as my read goes and my watch goes. But I think you know, like even I when like seeing it, I was like, this would be cool if this was a game. You know? Yeah. If if there was the capacity, because the Nin system, it's already cool itself. You know, like you want to talk about a system that's a little bit that's thorough to what it can and can't do. You got that. So I think it'd be really cool if you're doing like you said, like maybe even like a pseudo MMO. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I I think that there could be. There's a lot of things there that Hunter Hunter really. And it's so sucky that that game that's coming out is just going to be you know another you know another arena fighter. I didn't know Hunter Hunter was coming out with an arena fighter. Um. Yeah. There's a new Hunter Hunter game in, coming out. No shit. Uh, obviously not as cool as this idea. I'll probably end up checking that out though. I'm let me see. I'm just a uh, oh god. While you look that up though, I will say you you are right that it sucks that every every adaptation we get of of an anime IP seems to be just a a some sort of just straight up fighting game. I know One Piece has taken um their IP and they've done some exciting things with it. I don't think the games have really panned out, but I think like One Piece World Seeker is kind of a good comparison for what I'm trying to do here. Yeah, like I, I really like it when anime games like to kind of just talk about what it should what they should be. I really like it when we just actually try to do something interesting with the IP instead of just making a fighter, you know, especially an arena fighter, you know, like th- I know that that's the easiest thing to just put a reskin their special moves or their iconic moments from the show. It's really easy to just pump out but like all you're doing is going to make a quick buck out of that way you're not going to if you made a good game you would sell more copies the fans would pick it up and you know the people who aren't fans would pick it up yeah which is what i think i wish that people would realize or like game developers would realize you make a good game you're not just appealing to the core crowd because the core crowd's going to say yo i know you don't like you know i know you don't like this ip but this game's really cool go check it out and then we'll check it out and be like oh well fuck this is a good game you know I think Baldur's Gate 3 this past year was a prime example of good game beats whatever's hot. You know, if you just take the time and make a fucking solid ass video game with a good narrative and cool mechanics, people will like it, no matter if they're into Dungeons and Dragons or anime, etc. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, I just looked it up. The, the game's called Nin Impact. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen a promotional image of this. It kind of came... It definitely fluttered some brain tingles when you mentioned it but yeah it, i probably will check it out because i'm a slut for hunter hunter but it's also like ultimately a bummer that it's like hunter hunter fun adventure anime cool world yeah it's got fighting oh we're making a fighting game oh no yeah i mean if they went the, the you know what just go the extra mile if you want to make a fighting game make another dragon ball z fighters like i sucked at that game but it was cool to play See, yeah, that's the thing, though. Like, if you're going to do it, do it right. Like, make it a fighting game that can make it to Evo and be, like, one of the better fighting games on the docket. Absolutely. I mean, not, you know, not even the hugest Dragon Ball fan, but playing Dragon Ball Fighters when I got to, you know, when I was playing it with, like, Audrey and people who were actually kind of decent at it, I was like, damn, this is a good, good-ass fighting game, you know? Quick, quick thing just to finish off the, the tangent and then I'll be done with Hunter Hunter. But okay, you mentioned yeah. that, like not being the biggest Dragon Ball fan. I shit on Dragon Ball all the time. I love it for nostalgia. But when you pick up the video game, 
I think that's where I find my love for Dragon Ball Z again. Anytime I pick up a game and I'm like, dude, I fucking love TN. I don't know why. I just fucking love this guy. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to, one last thing for this tangent overall. <laughs> you know what game was exciting to play in premise? And then it was not a very exciting game to play. Speaking of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Yeah. I was super stoked on that game. I was so excited. I was like, Dragon Ball Z RPG? And then I played it and I was like, oh, this is just, this is just Tenkaichi, but I level up. You just had to, you had to play through the story, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. See that, I think that's where it goes wrong. You need to, you, you need to give somebody their own story to make in a universe. I don't, I've seen Goku's story. I've played it, like you said, in Budokai. They all give you a story mode. We've done this. Yeah. Not to, not to just like, there were some cool things about Kakarot. Sure. For sure. You did have things, uh, you did have like side quests you could do. You could like, um, you know, get, get resources for Chi-Chi to make meals to boost your character stats. And you got to explore the world at large. But it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And I don't think it ever was going to be with Dragon Ball Z. Maybe they could have done that with Dragon Ball, but not Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, for sure. That's a very linear story. You know, like you can't deviate from that. And you only deviate from that in so many ways. Like, this is what Gohan was doing when Goku was dead the first time. Yeah, yeah, you're right. With Dragon Ball, you could be like, well, there's the Red Ribbon Army chilling out here. There's this, there's that. Like, tackle it in whatever order you want, pal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anyways, enough of that tangent. I'm going to go to my next one already. All right. Um, uh, so this is another one that's, a very, that's kind of really Matt core. And what I say is Matt core is that I was absolutely, I would kill, I would sacrifice people to make this game happen. So Capcom, you know, load this up. We'll get ready to write this down. I would love to print for Princess Connect Retype to have an RPG or a hack and slash pseudo RPG game because Princess Connect is one of my like low key favorite intellectual anime intellectual properties. It's so it was a phone game that got turned into an anime, but it was an anime directed by the director of Konosuba, so it was really funny. It was a fun anime, and I shit on it when I first heard of it, and then I watched it and I was like, damn, this is good, but. They brought the Crunchyroll bought the phone phone game over here, and it was an idle game. You know, there was not too much like you could do with it. You know, they attacked on their own. You press the button for them to do their specials. You know, and it had gotcha in it. But I played it religiously because that game was actually really forgiving with its gotcha. I don't think I ever got. I didn't get a banner that I didn't want except one time. And then I, it, I, I you know, it made me spend more money because I knew I could. I had a higher chance of getting what I wanted. That's how um, I get you. That's how it I is. Get you. It is. And Princess Connect would be like, here's the banner. And I'd be like, oh shit, on my first draw, I love you, Princess Connect. And then Crunchyroll shut it down because you know what? Crunchyroll just is out there to make me mad. But um, I love this world and I love the characters of Princess Connect. I got figures mostly because Echo gave me some. Uh, one of a uh, mutual enjoyer of both of our podcasts or my old podcast and this podcast. This is still my podcast. I don't know why I'm acting like it's not. <laughs> but Echo really enhanced that too. And I love these characters. I love so much the characters of Princess Connect. So what I would love is uh, enough, uh, enough backstory. What I would love is if Princess Connect had an actual RPG game where you play as the Gourmet Guild, you play as a Pecorine, you play as Kokoro, you play as Carol, and you play as Guy, and you just explore this world in an RPG fashion. And what you're trying to do is, because this game isn't, you know, like a we've got to save the world uh, franchise. You know, it's basically a we're just here to have a, you know, enjoy our days here uh, kind of franchise. And maybe figure out why people can't remember who Pecorine is in her home country. <laughs> uh, but I would love to just play an RPG that the stakes are super low and they stay super low. You know, it's never we've got to go fight God as RPGs love to do. Oh, yeah. 
Every single RPG loves to have the final fight be God. The Japanese ones, at least. Yeah, the Japanese ones love to have the final fight be with God. I don't know what God did to Japan to make them so angry, but they always want to fight God at the end on JRPGs. So I would love to just play as the Gourmet Guild, play as Pecorine, uh, recruit other people from other guilds for like um, to be in your party for missions. But I just want them to be like kind of like Monster Hunter in a way, where you're going through this world and what you're trying to do is collect ingredients to make food, to build up your relationships with people in other parts of uh, and in uh, other guilds in the guild you're in because that's what i loved about the phone game was just getting people's relationship up so i could see their uh their like their scenes where they talk to you and they tell you their backstory and you go on adventures with them loved that it was literally why i had like my relationship maxed with every character because i wanted to see their scenes and all that because uh, they were just fun it was just fun to watch but i would love for this game to just be an rpg you explore the world you can make people go princess mode when they're in your party and do huge devastating attacks and maybe make it turn-based, maybe like make it, like I said, kind of a pseudo-hack-and-slash, like Kingdom Hearts in a way. Okay. Um, if you make it a Musou game, I'll give you the $300. <laughs> no, I'm so bad at Musos. I get, Musos stress me out. <laughs> oh, Matt, just put them on easy mode. <laughs> I don't want to play on easy mode. I'm a, bi- I'm a big boy, and I need a big boy game experience. <laughs> I don't, it's just so stressful when I'm on one side of the map and then the game's like this, uh, the fort on the other side of the map is being attacked right now. And I'm like, shit, what do I do? <laughs> you play the empires ones and you don't worry about that stuff. I can't. Ha- I've only played, I've only played like two Musuo games, like Hyrule, uh, the Legend of Zelda one and the One Piece one. Okay. And both of them stressed me out. <laughs> They would literally be like, a boss is on the field, and it's destroying your camps. And I'd say, I can't get there. I'm liberating this fort. What's going to happen? And then the game would be like, millions are dead because of you. Oh, Shit. no. Well, anyways, beside my point, uh, I would love for an open-ended RPG. You're going to collect ingredients. You're fighting monsters, getting, um, getting ingredients to make so that you can make other people like you. You build it. You, 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 make the, uh, you build up your little camp, your gourmet guild. You recruit people uh, from other guilds to like assist you in things. You do little small quests. You know, you fight monsters. You explore new areas. No high stakes. No, no big danger. You know, the game is. I wouldn't say it's like one of those games that just goes on forever, but it might be a game that just goes on forever. You know, the credits roll whenever you want. Maybe kind of like Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley. The game ends when you stop playing. Okay, I dig that. Yeah, and just have an RPG. You know, um, one of the things I wrote down in my notes was to make it so that you um, only level up when you cook food. So, like, the kind of, like, you want your characters to level up, you got to eat with them. You know, you got to make food and make them relax and kind of talk with each other. Because I don't know about you, but I definitely don't level up when I'm hungry in real life. No, I get that. And I like I like that as just, like, a game mechanic to add. If somebody's trying to play just the, the game without interacting in any of the relationships, you're looking at them like, no, no, no. These characters are wonderful, and you're going to have a fucking meal with them. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm like, listen, you are going to have to eat with Pecorine. I'm sorry. You're going to have to. That's going to happen. That's my girl. That's his girl. That's my girl. And if you don't eat with her, I'm, uh, I mean, like, you know, just, why don't you just mail a, mail a pipe bomb to me instead? That'd be more quick with your insult to me. <laughs> Back but. with the pipe bomb jokes, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not a Chris Benoit joke. <laughs> no, no, not yet. Not yet. But Not yet. Chris Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what else is full of horrors? No, I'm just you go ahead and finish. <laughs> go ahead and finish your uh, finish your pitch. 
but yeah, no, just a turn-based RPG, action RPG, set in the Princess Connect world because we can't play the phone game anymore unless you want to go through unless you want to go through the the hassle of making your phone think it's Japanese and doing all that, which I've I've done. And I, then I play the game and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I can't read this. <laughs> it's like me playing Newgrounds porn games when I'm 13. Oh my God. You keep doing this shit where you say stuff and it awakens a memory in me. You know what my first exposure of Naruto was? A Naruto porn game on Newgrounds. You've told me this. I, I know you've told me this before. This sounds so fucking familiar. Yeah, I, I think I have where I told you that you played a soccer and you're trying to you romance either Naruto, Sasuke, or Rock Lee. Oh, uh, did you get Rock Lee the first time? Please tell no. me you got Rock Lee. Damn it. I didn't get anybody. If you don't if you don't beat the game, you get Shikamaru, which I was like, okay. That I'm doesn't... cool with that. He's pretty yeah. hot. <laughs> well, okay. Well, last little bit of this tangent, I, I swear. But the game ended with like you giving Shikamaru like head and I the, the penis was so poorly drawn I thought she was like eating like a eating like some candy. Is this what's hot to the people of Japan? <laughs> they're all, all right, four people <laughs> thank you naruto newgrounds uh, sex rpg to teach me that my that a lady can put her mouth on my penis i didn't know it was it didn't know it could happen <laughs> oh, anyways man. uh beside the point yeah just just a princess connect rpg where i can see my girls again capcom i know that side games owns the property steal it from them take yeah, it from fuck them. them fuck, fuck those them. people Fuck those people. We're Capcom exclusive only here at the Anime Brothers. <laughs> Heard it here first. Capcom, why aren't you making why aren't you making 2K games? They're just right there. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Sue you? <laughs> Alright. Uh so okay. speaking of horrific things. Ooh. Such as the incident in 2006. <laughs> no. Alright. Uh my next one is from the IP Made in Abyss, and it is a game type that I hate, but I'm thinking. Made in Abyss roguelite. How far can you get down the abyss without dying? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really pretty much it. I, I don't have a lot to pitch here, so this is pretty this is a pretty easy one. Um, but obviously we can add all of the crazy wacky things that we have seen in the abyss so far. I'm sure there's plenty more in this guy's wackadoodle brain. If he can just give us the ideas, we'll get some artists to work on it. It's cool. Uh, and yeah, you just you're a whistle. You, you're a whistle, and you go down, and you hope for the goddamn fucking best, because, whoa, this is not a good place to be. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, like, what if... I don't know. I don't think anybody knows what's at the bottom of the abyss. Yeah. So is there, like, can you win this game? Or maybe as of right now, because we don't know, maybe we just keep adding layers, and by the time, yeah. like, if some crate... I want it kind of set up. To where by the time you get to like the 10th layer, it is coded to be so fucking difficult that people are not expected to be able to get through it. Like you're going to die. If you get past a certain level, you'll get like an award from the devs that's like, we didn't think this was possible. Congratulations, you're the best video gamer to game ever. You know these gamers are like are like crazy so you'll get someone who's like i got to the bottom and the just there was just a there's just clip art of of chris benoit <laughs> it's this 3d model from like the old smackdown versus raw game it's like all right your last challenge <laughs> um that's a good idea i did think of when i was making my list i did think of made in abyss 
And there is apparently a Maiden Abyss game. Apparently it sucks. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I don't know what... If it's not a roguelite where you can create your own character and traverse through the Abyss, I probably does suck. Yeah, like, there's... <laughs> well, it's apparently one of those um those games where... You know, it's a story mode, you know, and I just don't, I just don't think that's, I don't know. I don't think that's the greatest thing in the world to play like a story mode. I want to be my own thing, you know? Without a doubt. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And like, while I'm thinking about it, we can definitely, let's add some multiplayer to this. You can do a run with a buddy and it definitely, I'm going to say that multiplayer doesn't up the difficulty. It just simply makes it easier. If you Mm -hmm. lose a leg, now you got a guy to sew that thing back on. (laughs) I feel you. I feel you though. I think that there's a lot of um I I think Maiden Abyss is just perfect for that roguelite, you know, that roguelite experience, you know. I think so. I mean, that's essentially what what the fucking people in the anime are doing. It's just you don't get a second run. <laughs> they actually die. <laughs> it's a when you die the first time, the game's like, "Thanks for playing." You go to turn, you fucking restart it, and it's just like, "Thanks for playing." <laughs> <laughs> it's a one and done oh that would be like you just go to your game style because you're like looking for you know like your favorite funko pop and then you see just a billion copies of made in abyss, made in abyss one <laughs> shot on the wall and you go like ah failures ah huh, well I've, i got five bucks let's try this game out <laughs> that's made in abyss is another one of those franchises that deserves good games I think it deserves something. I, I, I think there's a little bit of a pattern here with like interesting worlds in one respect or another, whether it be societal or like, you know, flora fauna type deal. Uh, I, I just I think playing with those worlds, especially uh, through a video game, is just the bee's knees. Like, why aren't we doing this more? Yeah, exactly. Like when we have when you have cool worlds, that means you can open them up to explore and put other things in. And I just don't I don't know. My personal thought is that why would you restrict yourself to just one story and not explore the full world? Make expanded universes. We need to bring the expanded universe back, you know? Absolutely. Like, I really wanted Cyberpunk 27.7 after I got really into it to have a good expanded universe, but a lot of it is just books that kind of suck. And, you know, I guess, well, I just just feel like we should open ourselves up more, you know? I don't know. Maybe this is just my heart talking. Yeah, but uh, that's what I got for Maiden Abyss, uh, and def- there's going to be a P mechanic. Don't worry, everybody. Oh, shit. The P mechanic? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to be... there. You try- the piss is going to be a big part of this game, one way or the other. Oh, my God. It's going to be like Postal 2 all over again. That's it. That's it. Just let po- let's reskin Postal 2. Let's <laughs> reskin Postal 2. <laughs> you got a P meter. Oh, I love that. Well, this is a. I've got two more, and this is kind of where um, I'm gonna put my just the one that I have. That's just a quick remake. It's just a quick one and done. Uh, but I would love and just Capcom. No, you didn't make this game, <laughs> but remake it anyways. Um, I would love if someone took the Super Nintendo RPG uh, Sailor Moon, another story, a an RPG for the Super Nintendo. Like I said, that uh, was just a Final Fan- kind of like Final Fantasy, but Sailor Moon. But it had one of the coolest mechanics ever, which is that basically almost every single Senshi Sailor Scout could combo with another one and make a unique move. Super fucking cool. Like, you want to pair up Saturn with, like, Venus? Hell yeah, you can. Well, technically you can't because there's a bunch of different mechanics. But I'm just saying. 
really cool game i i you have to like because it didn't get released over here you have to basically use a fan translation and a rom you know a rom hack and all that to play it but it was such a solid low investment rpg that i think we should do more of you know yeah like it was actually good though it was actually good because one piece had this rpg for the 3ds was not good was not a good game was very mindless sure but sure. this one had just gorgeous sprite artwork for, you know, a Super Nintendo game. Gorgeous sprite artwork. The the RPG elements were so low stakes, uh, you know, that it, you didn't have to, you know, you didn't have to invest too much in it. You did have to have some str- strategy in fights, but it wasn't like overwhelming, like, a, you know, like a Final Fantasy last dungeon run sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also had something else I thought was cool. It had multiple endings. Well, it had like two endings. It also, as the name will imply, another story. So it wasn't just Sailor Moon going through the story. It was a whole other aspect. Love that. Love when, like, I love when anime games, if they have a filler arc, it's an actual good filler arc, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, somebody actually gave a shit and wasn't just like, eh, here's a wacky design and he wants to take over the world. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Too many did that. I remember there's some Naruto game on the Wii that was like, dragons, dragons in Naruto, and it's just... Dragons and Naruto. I mean, all the Dragon Ball Z games that tried to do their own narrative. We, we granted, we we pooped on them a little bit for continuing the Goku narrative, but we've seen what the these writers have have come up with, and a lot of the times it's really fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, Bleach had a Bleach had a filler game. It was basically called something like the Third Phantom. You play you played as original OC. Do not steal. In a mm. turn-based strategy game, but it was some—it was like something like "You're the third chosen one." It's like I am, I am. It's me. There's a bunch of time periods during the DS era where there were just games that they just made to um to just make you just original OC. Do not steal. Anu Yasha had a uh, game like that. You played as someone who fell down the well too, and they went into feudal Japan. And I was like, I thought Kagome was the only one that could do that. And the game was like, <laughs> nope. You're 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 the original character of the chosen something. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Just just fuck the rules. I have green hair. I like it. I like that personally, though. Like, granted, yeah. you have to have a good story, something worthwhile to back it up. But like, if you let me put my OC, do not steal, cold steal the hedgehog, in a game of my favorite <laughs> IP, I'm in. Yeah, but it, well, I mean, it was always a character who was like an established. Like, they weren't an established character. They're just an original OC that the you know those for the game. I remember the oh, girl from the, Inu- gotcha. the Inuyasha one had like blonde hair or something, and she always yeah. looked, she was holding in a poop. I-, I played that game for all of like uh, six hours as a kid because one of my friends have it. And I oh. played Third Phantom to death because I loved Bleach. But anyways, my point being, remake that game. Remake that game, Capcom. It was a cool Let's game. It. it was a cool RPG. I think I might play it after we finish recording. Bring that game to the 21st century, bitch. Yeah, you could. You literally could. I mean, there's no reason why you couldn't just... Put it on Steam, $5, you know, people will eat it up because they'll be able to play it for the first time. And, you know, you, you, there's so much you could do with it. It was a cool RPG. Yeah. I thought it was cool, at least. I think it sounds pretty cool. Now I am a newly minted Sailor Moon fan. I'm fucking, I might download it and play it with you. You should. We Think sh- about it. Yeah, think about it harder. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna. All right. Capcom, I'm not asking anymore, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not asking anymore, you piece of shit. Listen up, bitch. Um, no. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know if this is my my most... You know what? This is a pretty cool game, I'll say. All right, so from a series called The Promised Neverland. What? We have created a decent season to the game. No. 
<laughs> you are the uh, director and you are also the producer. Just do it. Make it better. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's a joke. That's a joke, everybody. But we do have pr uh, the Promised Neverland Escape the Farm. So hear me out. Uh, you are a child on this farm. Uh, you are put in the same position as Emma and the group. You have found out that you are, uh, well, that it is a farm and not a, a little wonderful orphanage. And you have, let's say, 30 in-game days to explore, to come up with a strategy, to find a way out. Uh, and I don't know, let's uh, in-game day last six hours of real time, maybe. You got to walk around. You got to do all this without getting caught. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of any games that I've played personally that kind of fall into this, but it's kind of an investigative game. Uh, along with like the the whatever the promised neverland had as far as like tension you know because you're mm -hmm. you are one of those kids now and i i can't imagine it'll be an endlessly replayable game but i'd like to sprinkle as many different possibilities to escape that you can you know mm -hmm. uh, i'm definitely thinking um probably a real-time game with some like cutscene uh character interaction visual novel style uh, scenes like if you do get caught, then you have like a dialogue tree of how you're gonna get out of it, yeah. and you know, little character builder in the beginning. Is your character more of a more of a smart character? Are they super charismatic, or are they the one that's gonna run super fast? Are they the athletic one? You know, mm -hmm. I have a couple different stats here. You can you can buff and debuff, and yeah, you have the in-game thirty days to escape from the farm, or if not, you get eaten. So I guess it's got some roguelike. Um, kind of qualities to it uh and yeah that, that's i thought that sounded like a pretty cool idea i'm sure there's some other games out there i know i've played like a closest thing i can equate it to that i've messed with is something called the escapist where you're trying to escape from jail it's a 2d uh sprite game i didn't like that game specifically but i think with the ip of the promised neverland and a little dash of horror i'm in capcom don't fucking disappoint me again. <laughs> you really just screw up the Capcom and you're like, don't be a cap cuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I like it though. I like um I think that's a good pro I think that's a good um I think that's a good foundation for a good game there. I've never played the escapists or whatever, but the premise of just having to escape from something and being given so much time, especially as a kid, and as playing as a kid and you maybe not know exactly everything you're doing, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I think so. And like we know the Promised Neverland, I'm pretty sure there were like a bunch of different farms throughout. So maybe there's a couple different maps that mm -hmm. you can fuck around with. You know, you'll have the different caretaker and they the different caretakers could react differently. Um I, I, I think we have I think we have something here. It might not be a whole we probably couldn't throw a seventy dollar price tag on this. Thirty nine ninety nine. Thirty nine ninety nine. I'm thinking. I'm thinking, you know, I don't I don't I'm I'm a I'm thinking about the consumer, first and foremost. And, uh, you know, for every minute that Capcom doesn't call us back, it's another six cents off the price tag. Mm -hmm. It's coming out of your pocket, Capcom. Yeah, Capcom. Like, what are you doing? You've had multiple chances already to buy this, and you have, I've, we've not gotten a call. Yeah. Nope. Poor... My phone, dead silent. Yeah, I mean, not because I said it on silent already, because I don't want to ruin this record, but geez. But anyway, that, that, is, that is my pitch for the Promised Neverland Escape the Farm.
Okay, that's a good pitch. Great pitch. Best pitch I've heard all the last in the last tw- uh, two hours. Um, this is my final pitch, and it's the game that the mo- it was the first game I thought of, and the one I'm most excited about because it's one of my favorite genres that I am absolutely terrible at. But I love. But um, I think it would be cool. I would love to do it. And I'm this is the one I probably put the most thought in, like literally shower thought about how it would work. Okay. Um, and this is my pitch. I don't know. Hyped it up for long enough. It is a Death Note um, social deduction game. Oh. And what I mean is that, like, imagine that when you know how the game, uh, the anime starts, uh, Ryo drops a Death Note. Imagine that, like, America or the Japanese government were the ones who picked that up first. And so they have the Death Note. And they're like, well, um, we need to make someone the uh, the certified Death Note handler. So they basically open up like a a survival game, you know, where a bunch of people come in and there's one Death Note and one random person gets it. And they have to like, you know, like if they can kill everybody, then basically they've proven they're worthy of it enough. Or if they don't kill everybody and everybody like figures out how to stop them. I don't know exactly how that would work. But I was excited about the premise. So the game is, it's kind of like, kind of have you heard of Among Us? <laughs> the whole time you're pitching this, I'm sitting here thinking, he called fucking Yusuke Rocky last week. I'm about to get him with the Among Us, but he did <laughs> it to me? himself. He eight miled me. Yeah, I'm like, I know, I know what Among Us is. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. It's going to be different from Among Us because you know how the Death Note works. You have to know their name and you have to know what they look like. So you start in a game and somebody is random in this like big open like uh, facility, you know, that's locked doors and all that. Um, so for the people who are not the Death Note to win uh, the game, they have to all put their names into uh, basically the door code, right? But there's a time limit on it. Um, but basically, loading the game, nobody has their username available. Like nobody, you, you can't like click on somebody and know what their username is. They're just people in the server, you know? And uh, they basically... The Death Note user has to, whenever they use the Death Note, they have to know who they are and know what their username is or just know what their name is, right? Okay. So people are like, people, you basically, for them to enter your name and door, you can't enter your own name to the exit door. Somebody has to tell you their name and you have to enter it into the door, you know? But there's a bunch of rules. I don't know how exactly it would work. When I was thinking about it, I was like, how would I stop people from cheesing this game? And I was like, referees. There'd have to be one referee player making sure people didn't like just... (laughs) do it outside of, you know, the game. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the aforementioned Among Us, you you can just, there's really no referee. I mean, it's it's you have to be in the spirit of the game or else yeah. you can really fuck. If you and a homie get on a random game, like you can just run that thing being on a private chat. Yeah, and I've hated, and I hated that about Among Us. But what I wanted this game to kind of do is like basically the Death Note user has to get people's username or their name they're using for this run. And then entered in their death note and matched them up with what they look like, and then they die. You know, this sounds like a, like a really cool like Jackbox game anime mm-hmm. edition. Yeah, that's kind of what I was go kind of what I was going with. Like, who can you trust? You want to tell people that you you have to tell people their your name so that they'll open the door. And there's only so many like only one person can enter one name into the door, so you kind of have to be careful about who you tell. And maybe amongst the the uh, the person who's the death note user. Like across the stages, there's like files where you can look up people's names and maybe it'll tell you a little bit about them. You know, maybe it'll say like this person with brown hair. And then you look at the user, you're like, who the fuck's got brown hair, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like people will be like, why is he rummaging through that door over there? And they'll be like, are you the Death Note user? And you're like, no, I'm just trying, you know, to to find little points, because I thought one of the things that could kind of encourage people to play the game more is you can buy cosmetics by playing, you know, like the game properly 
or you know you can find them throughout the stage so people are hunting for it so the death note user can hunt for info while everybody else is like doing what you would do like a task in among us but they're hunting for points so that they can like get points at the end of the game to like buy you know cosmetics and all that kind of just you know a social deduction death note game where you kind of have to keep your name secret and you are struggling with one person who's kind of like going around trying to find your name and if they get everybody then you know game's over uh so basically just among us death note <laughs> okay all right no i actually i think that sounds really cool i've wanted to try more social deduction like i like party games mm-hmm. i i've really liked among us for these six months that we were playing at hardcore as fuck and then it's just like all right well we all know each other's mannerisms by now so i guess we gotta stop yes. um, that's the problem with any Among Us game type, though, you know, is that once you figure out how everybody else plays, the game's over. Yeah, yeah, people get good at the game, like, they gen- genuinely put time and training, and you're like, I, this is a party game, we're supposed to be yelling at our friends. I, that's what, That was my biggest thing. I have a, like, I've got, like, a meta quest, and I have Among Us VR on it, right? Oh, and, hell yeah. And people would fucking mechanic that game. They would, I would play with this group of people I met online, and people would like knew the perfect distance to like kill people, so they would kill them from like far away from the map when other people were in the room. And you'd be like, "Well, who the fuck did it?" Oh, and it was just it it ru- the game became just so not fun because people knew how to like cheese the game and knew how the mechanics worked, and people would do stuff like hide their hands and all that. It was ridiculous. And then when you played, I played it on the PC. You know, eventually we got to the point where people were super ace detective Co- detective Conan's. Right. And you couldn't, if you were not like, you couldn't kill anybody without making the perfect heist of the century. I will say though, um, every time I played Among Us with with the the listeners, which is pretty much the only time I played, uh, I for for a while I was definitely getting the I'm the host of the podcast privilege, <laughs> and um, because I'd be like, ah, no, Sky, I wouldn't lie to you, man. Come on, you know me. I produce your favorite content every week. <laughs> and that that got me off like two or three times before everybody's like, no, 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 you're one of us now, bitch. Could never do that with Otaku Melancholy's audience. They'd be like, it's fucking you. <laughs> it's would... not me, I swear. Well, it wasn't Matt, but I'm good riddance. <laughs> they would go after me immediately. And it wouldn't matter. I would just be like, I'd be next to him and Ikea would turn over and be like, it was Matt. And I'm like, I was in the same fucking room as you. <laughs> yeah, but it was suspicious. Yeah, but you were, you, were, you were being awfully weird just not doing anything. You were just standing there menacingly. Menacingly. Yeah, but that's my, that's, that's my game time. I, would really, I, I love social deduction games. Terrible at them. Can't, can't keep a secret worth my life. If I killed somebody, I would not be able to keep it a secret. I can keep other secrets, but my murder couldn't do it. I was the worst. Uh, yeah, I feel you there, dude. I feel you there. All right. Um, so I've got a couple honorable mentions that I just want to ring off. Um, and they either didn't make the uh, full list because they're already kind of exist in one way, shape or form and just suck. Or I don't think they'd actually be good, but it's medium funny at <laughs> least. So we've got Super Robot Wars, but with my favorite mecha shows and no, only my favorite mecha shows, you know, throw in the cool looking Gundams and whatever, but like just Earthworm specific Super Robot Wars. Uh, we also have the Rising of the Shield Hero, Everyone Hates You RPG, where you start off in an RPG and uh, in the first act, everybody fucking hates you and your entire goal is to just get everybody to look at you as a human and not a piece of garbage. Next up, we have the Kong Ming Rhythm Slash Strategy Game, where it's a rhythm game, but you also have strategy cards you can play to fuck up your opponent. 
So think like the rock band uh, career mode where you're trying to gain fans. But mm-hmm. oh no, this guy from Hong Kong played the uh, the bathroom card, and now all of his all of my fans are are over at his concert. <laughs> so and then finally to keep the streak alive, we have the game Yu Yu Hakusho Dark Tournament, but it's a team fighter this time because the fucking Dark Tournament is a goddamn team game, and to have it be a one-on-one fighter feels disingenuous, and the Dark Tournament game for the PlayStation 2 is really bad. So I've heard. Yes, I, I picked it up after finishing my first Yu Yu Hakusho watch through back in high school, and uh, it was bad. I made it to Tagoro, and there was no way. There was no way. No, there was no way. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there we go. That's that's video games we would like turned, or anime we would like turned into video games. Feels, uh, it's, it's a lot of talking. Once again, God, these podcasts have so much talking in them. I guess me and Matt have a lot of shit to say, huh? Look at us go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I guess for lack of going on more tangents about about our apparently shared childhood experience and so on, uh, we're going to give plugs and then we're going to go ahead and get out of here. But before that, you've made it through the entire episode. Congratulations. You've won a prize. Your Woo! prize is a sneak peek at what we've got going on for the month. We've, gonna, we've, we've started doing this for patrons, but we have a themed month coming up. So we wanted to give you guys all the shout out. We are doing a second Mecha March. Woo! Back by demand. Back Our by demand. popular demand. Yeah, no, Matt uh, is a Mecha fan, much like I am a Mecha fan. And I think we both have plenty of Mecha that we just haven't fucked with yet. Uh, or, you know, him more so than me. But it, with, with this opportunity, I had to take it. You have to understand, everybody. I didn't think I was ever getting another Mecha March. I was hoping for a Moe May at best. Now, I might get both. So yes, Mecha March, uh, we are going to be covering Mecha shows for all four episodes in March. I am super excited, and I hope you are too. I am definitely excited. All of these shows I look at and I go, I want to watch those. I want to watch all these shows. I'm excited to watch these shows. I'm excited to just have some more like mecha notches uh, on on my on my belt. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I I love I I don't like doing it, but when I have gone and done things that could be considered like nerd homework, when I up my ante on like my my nerd cred, it feels so fucking good, man. When I first watched Fruits Basket, I'm like, yeah, I'm a little bit of a romance anime fan. No big deal. <laughs> You just like at this point you just have a you just have like a business card with your my anime list profile on you just hand off people like yeah check my credentials <laughs> romance fan mecha carnosaur <laughs> earthworm professional anime enjoy person <laughs> so yes uh, everybody be hyped for for mecha march we have one more episode until that starts uh, and yeah so so yeah that, that's that other than that guys uh, we we ask a few things of you. We ask you to join the Discord and talk to us about whatever the hell the topic is this week. Tell us what anime you would love to have a good video game adaptation of. Hell, give us a fucking storybook of of a pitch. Go into that podcast chat and just make it your own personal diary. Mm -hmm. Go nuts. Uh, If that doesn't suit you, go ahead and follow us on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, Always like the show. uh, Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate and review us. Tell people we do not suck. 
And if you really enjoyed the content and want to go just a little extra to to show us a little extra support, because you listening's great. But uh, patreon.com slash anime brothers podcast for a dollar a month, you get into everything we do for patrons. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot. You queens will say things for you, we'll answer your questions. You know, and hey, you know, like Arthur said, the Patreon review raffle, that, that's coming. And, you know, you can just pick almost anything that's 1 to 26 episodes. No pornography, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your perspective on the matter. But we're super excited to do this. Thank you so much for listening this far on the episode and finishing the episode. Good job. We appreciate it. Supporting the Patreon helps us. But you know what else helps us? Just listening to the episode and sharing it if you don't mind. So thank you once again for reaching all the way to the end. Absolutely. Uh, Until next week, I have been Earthworm. And I've been Matt. And we're the Anime Brothers Podcast. Hell yeah. Yeah.